Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Fight fans, we welcome you into another edition of Inside Boxing Live. I am your host, Dan Canobio, and we have a big one. We are finally here. Vasily Lomachenko, Tiafimo Lopez, best first, best, young lion versus all-time great. You have now been hit over the head with every possible way that you could hype up this fight, but this is a fight that deserves all the hype, and joining us on the show this week will be Joe Tessator from ESPN, who of course will be ringside calling the action uh, for this upcoming fight on Saturday night. If you're catching us over on our YouTube page, Copybox TV, appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and a review, and you can also catch us on the Fubo Sports Network, Friday nights at 7 o'clock Eastern. Every single Friday night, we're bringing you the best in boxing, the best news, the best guests, and we have that this week. This is big. I mean, this is why, uh, this is a type of, of show where you, you get in your car, and I couldn't get to the studio fast enough to talk about this fight, a fight that deserves the hype. We've been down this road before with, with mega fights, just this year. You know, believe it or not, it was this year. Wilder versus Fury, that had a big fight feel. Go back to Mayweather fights, go back to Pacquiao fights. This one feels different. This one feels fresh. It feels new. It's like something that boxing fans have been asking for for a very long time. To see uh, two of the best guys in a, in a weight class fighting each other for all four belts on the line. They want to see this this young, brash superstar in Teofimo Lopez. Part of the, the four horsemen of the young guys, I like to call them. It's him, Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia, and, and it's Devin Haney. We want to see them against the best. We want to see where they stand. We want to see where they go. But it's almost like that type of fight is just like, it's an imagination. It's, it's, it's wishful thinking as a boxing fan. Boxing fans have been programmed to think that a guy like Teofimo Lopez can never get a fight with Lomachenko while he's still somewhat in his prime. But we're here. It's a few days away, and Lomachenko versus Teofimo Lopez is happening, and it is an intriguing fight for a number of reasons. Everyone knows about the storylines. We've been, you know, they've been really doing a good job at promoting the fight in terms of the fathers, the trash talk. All the talk of Teofimo Lopez has been saying now for better three years. The first time I met Teofimo was in 2018 in December when he was just 11-0 when he walked into Jack Doyle's restaurant and bar and he sat down for an interview with me and I said, I like this kid. He's got a lot of confidence. And then I brought up Lomachenko and he said, that I don't see anything great in him. I don't see anything special in him. And if you watch the interview, my, my jaw kind of dropped a bit. Because I really couldn't believe the words that were coming out of his mouth at the time. And this was just the beginning of him bringing up Lomachenko and saying that he was nothing. He's been calling for this fight for a really long time. And he finally had it. So all the hype is there. All the storylines are there. I want to talk about what's going on in the actual, what's going to happen in the ring. This is Vasily Lomachenko by the numbers. Now, Vasily Lomachenko's brilliance as a professional has been on display for several years now. But to properly assess that, you have to put it into numbers. His 47.4 power punch percentage ranks number three among all active fighters. He's just percentage points away from Errol Spence for the, all, for the number one in all of boxing. So he has a good night on Saturday. You're looking at the number one guy here for power punch percentage. Lomachenko's opponents have only landed 18% of their total punches. Consider the names that Lomachenko has fought, and he has held those opponents to 18%. With that, 
that has produced a ridiculous plus 17.3 plus minus rating. The best among all active fighters and the highest rating since Floyd Mayweather retired with 24.7. That's the name of the game. Hit and don't get hit. And there's no one better right now than Lomachenko in doing that. Now, if you're looking for a vulnerability in Lomachenko, a lot of people are. A lot of people are saying that Tfimo can erase him. Tfimo is saying himself. If you're looking for, uh, you know, something that Lomachenko hasn't been doing great, something, just any vulnerability, something, a weakness, you can look at his defense. Yes, I just talked about how great his defense was, but if you take a look at his defense at lightweight, five fights at lightweight, Lomachenko, this will be his fifth fight there. He's getting hit a lot more. He's getting tagged a lot more at lightweight than he has been hit at 126 and 130. Close to 30% of the time he's getting hit with power shots there at, at lightweight. Compare that to just 23% while he was at 126 and 130. Going to be really interesting. But if he can do his game, if he can fight his fight, he should be able to hold off Tiafimo Lopez. Over to Tiafimo Lopez. And the way to disrupt Lomachenko was with volume, 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 volume. That's what Jorge Linares did. That's what Orlando Salido did. But that's not something that Tiafimo Lopez is known for. He only throws 43 punches per round. That's well below the lightweight average of 60 punches per round. Now, power is everything that Tiafimo has. It's the name of the game. He has dynamite in that right hand. Ask Richard Comey. He's landing 50% of his power shots over the last five fights. That's a huge number. That's an astronomical number. He's going to need that power, and he's going to need it early. Because if you take a look a little deeper here, 13 of Lopez's 15 landed punches per round are power shots. He's only landing two jabs per round. He only throws 17 jabs per round. Jorge Linares was able to have a lot of success against Lomachenko because he was able to put a jab in his face, landed six jabs per round. He was able to drop him. Tifimo Lopez does not throw jabs. So if he doesn't get him out early, if he's unable to land 50% of his power, that's Tifimo Lopez, he could get frustrated. And that's a storyline to keep, keep an eye on with this fight. Coming up on the other side of things, we're going to talk to Joe Tessitore. He will be ringside for the biggest fight of the year, calling the action. We'll get all the storylines. We'll get all the numbers, all the trends. Joe Tessitore coming up next. All right, let's bring in Mr. Joe Tessitore. He is in 18th year at ESPN. He'll be calling the 18. action. 18. Seriously? 18 is that, years. Is that how long I've been? Am I old? Am I old all of a <laughs> I think I think the one of the first Friday night fights where I was at was way back in Washington D.C. 2000, oh. 2002, I believe. Yeah, well, I was February seventh like, of two thousand two was the first uh, ESPN boxing card that I called. So right. yes, wow, eighteen and a half years of doing this. Right, and I think your son at the time was maybe one or two, and now he's <laughs> kicking field goals for BC. I mean, times are punting, punting, punting. punting excuse and me. Yeah. Punting, yes. But, uh, you know, you can be calling the action on Saturday night. Big fight coming up between Vasily Lomachenko, Tiafimo Lopez. But more importantly, we know you, Joe. You were the active member of the Italian-American Foundation. <laughs> two paisans <laughs> talking is, boxing. Is this is great. That, that, and we don't need to waste people's time with our two families and how proud we could be. But, uh, listen, I'll be honest with you. Um, as the son of an immigrant and growing up mostly... Uh, spending every day in a non-English-speaking bilingual grandparents' home, boxing was one of the assimilation tools for our sports in general. Right. But And then on my father's side of the family, the pride 
in Rocky Marciano, the pride in the Italian Americans and the success as great champions, the pride in being passionate people, intense people. It's why this sport is so relatable to me. And then fast forward to being 18 years old and I go to Boston College and I'm there and who becomes one of my dearest friends, but Stephen Marciano, Rocky's wow. nephew. So yes, um, I, a great point of pride. <laughs> I mean, it's funny that you brought up the history because you are, in addition to calling the, the fights, a very you're a history buff when it comes to boxing. You know, you brought up the story about being there for the early days of Mike Tyson in Catskill, New York. This Correct. fight is a fight that is bringing back memories of all-time greatness between this type of fight. In your mind, in your opinion, what what can you possibly compare this to? Is there a comparison for this type of fight that we're going to see on well, Saturday night? I won't give you an exact comparison of a fight. I think there have been people who have thrown out fights of young up-and-coming bull against grand champion. You know, we've, hold, we've heard the Canelo Mayweather thing. I always think there have been moments in the sport when the brash, bold, prophetic, young fighter says, I'm going to shock the world. Miami Beach comes to mind. But in this case, I think what we're dealing with is perspective historically on 135 pounds. And whether it's lineal, whether it's ring championship, whether it's undisputed, if you go through and you look at the all-time greats who have been the man, the champion in the lightweight division, it is the all-time greats of the sport. Whether they're arriving at 135 pounds, whether it's just a flashpoint and a rung on the ladder before they go on to welterweight greatness. And it doesn't have to be all the way back to Benny Leonard and those guys and Henry Armstrong. You can pick it up in 1972 with Roberto Duran, and it is a who's who of the greatest to ever do it. And obviously, with a fight of this magnitude, with four belts on the line, with the absolute in their prime pound for pound best fighter in the world against the most dynamic young knockout <laughs> puncher that the sport has seen in the last two years, we have that status. Yes. The, the name that's going on the list is right there historically with all the greats. And it's such a deep historical weight class. And, and the is. way I'm looking at this fight, and I've been saying this for a while, is how it's a perfect storm. Now you brought up the young versus the all-time great. You brought up, you know, the fact that both of these guys are not very long for the weight class. You know, Tiafimo's no. on his way up to, to higher weights, 140, 147. I would not be surprised if Asilo Machico goes back down to 130, 126, where he had a lot Completely much... agree. Yeah, so, Completely agree. And throwing the fact I, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you throw I, I the fact that, of the uh, coronavirus uh, as well, where this fight almost didn't happen. So a perfect storm is right here on Saturday night. And, but but I'll, I'll also say this, and it's why yesterday, before we got into the real meat of the news conference, and by the way, I, we could have a long dinner talking about how awkward at times it is to do these news conferences <laughs> this way, where I have to sit between the two guys who are about, you know, whether it was the thing that happened with Wilder and Fury, and I'm getting pushed around the stage, <laughs> or sitting between these two guys when we're playing videos of all the vitriol and yeah. trash talk and hatred, and they're listening to it, and I'm sitting between the two of them. You've never experienced more awkward commercial breaks than doing my job when it comes to these Wednesday <laughs> I felt press conference. We felt it at home. Um, but I completely agree with you, and it's why before we started the press conference, the news conference yesterday, I took the time to thank both guys and to congratulate both guys at making a fight that boxing really doesn't make much mm -hmm. anymore. It is very rare because it goes against the grain of the new age management mentality, the new age fighter mentality, to say, I'm going to win a world championship. And then 
instead of my first title defense being X, no, I want to fight the best in the business <laughs> right. and just fight for the undisputed against the pound for pound best in the world. Guys don't take on that kind of challenge. That's not how you manage careers anymore. By the right. way, it should be, Absolutely. especially now with the new world and the economics of things. This is exactly what it should be. You know what else is exactly what it should be? Not fighting on pay-per-view, getting reach and awareness and growth and thinking about long-term health of both of a career, of marketing, and of the sport. I think it is spectacular, absolutely spectacular, that Saturday night, People who in the last 72 hours catch the wave of promotion and buzz, watch a full day of college football, will have Loma and Lopez beaten down their throats, <laughs> can say, yeah, I want to watch it. Yeah. Not say, oh, my God, I got to spend $80 for this. and I don't know if I'm going to be awake at 1130. No, they will be because it's a good value. It's free yes. and it's best versus best. Then on November 14th, you do that with Bud Crawford. Then in December, you get to do that with Burchelt. Forget this pay-per-view stuff. Serve the fan, grow the sport, grow your own marketability. This is wonderful that these two guys are doing this. Yeah, I've been saying it. Best first best. I mean, this is boxing putting its best foot forward without a doubt. And, you know, there's not many things that bring the boxing Twitter together in, the, in, one, in unison. You know, you can, whether it's maybe ripping a judge or, you know, ripping apart the, the, the alphabet organizations. But when you have a fight like this, the hype around this fight, everyone is on board for it because of all the reasons uh, you just said. But I want to talk about the actual fight, what's going to go on in the yes. ring. I'll start with, with, with Tiafimo. And we know that he has dynamite in that right hand. We know that power shots are his forte. But going back and watching the Linares fight, which aired after the press conference, Linares was able to, to use a lot of volume. He was able to mm -hmm. jab. He landed six jabs per round. Volume and jabs is not something that Teofimo Lopez is, no. is known for. Do you think he can supply that? Do you think he can add that wrinkle to his game? So I, I agree with you. It's not what he's known for. However, the moment in the Linares fight where the knockdown is scored is something that I do think is relatable to Teofimo Lopez. And that was, it wasn't as much a counterpunch as it was a quick twitch burst of athleticism right. of knowing at that moment in time Lomachenko stepped forward was squared and there was a millisecond reaction of throw the right hand right and I do believe Tiafimo Lopez is far more twitchy far more uh, far faster quicker and athletic than the majority of guys that Lomachenko has faced and I think he needs to be very twitchy on Saturday night. A chess match, nobody's going to win against Lomachenko. But having supreme athleticism can overcome a lot. And he has that. Yeah, it's a lot of... It's, it's, it's very intriguing when you talk about the actual fight in the ring. I know a lot of time has been spent on the dads, a lot of time has spent on the trash talk. Yes. This also has well the makings for an outstanding fight when you look at the styles. Over to, to Lomachenko. Uh, in addition to thinking this is a great stage for him, I think everyone's talking about what a stage this is for Tiafimo and, and what this means for him to, to, to burst onto the scene and really become a, a great in the sport. This is also a big stage for Lomachenko, a guy that has been out of the ring for over a year, a, a guy that has been looking for a dance partner to validate his Hall of Fame career. But if you take a look at his numbers, and this is something uh, that I supplied a question that you, uh, you, know, you asked last night, and, and thank you for that, is the fact that Lomachenko at 135 is getting hit more than ever. 
he's getting hit more than he was at, at 126, getting hit more than he was at, mm-hmm. at, at, one, at 130. Do you attribute that to maybe being 32 years old and having such a big uh, amateur pedigree and so many fights, over 350 fights, or do you attribute that to what he said? As, I'm in there with bigger guys. I have to take more risks. And I love the fact that he takes more risk. And I love the answer that he gave. I thought it was a very honest answer. Um, but I like what he is in terms of his mentality because he gives the fans what they want. He has sublime skill, but he's an aggressive counterpuncher. He's an angular guy. He's a willing fighter. And with that, against bigger guys with longer arms, like we saw with Luke Campbell, comes getting hit. Now, when you get hit by what's opposite you on Saturday night, you're really living in the danger zone, aren't you? Yeah, 100%. Yes, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's, it's intriguing. It's, it's, it's... Which is why I think he will be just a little more cautious on Saturday night. Now, it's his nature to put on a show. But I think he won't quite put on a show until he knows he can put right. on a show Saturday. That's, that's another thing to keep an eye on is Lomachenko throws 60 punches around. That's above the weight class average. Mm-hmm. But it's different when you're in there with a big puncher. You're not that's as right. willing as to, as to throw more. On the other side of things, Tiafimo, very selective, 42 punches thrown per round. He has to, uh, uh, you know, he has to up that. So you have two fighters. Well, 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 look, now, but but when the 42 punches, when half of them have a nuclear arm tipping. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. That's when I, and I go to the jabs, and that's just why, how I've been breaking down uh, this fight. Tifimo really, really depends on the power shots. If he is not being able to land those early, that's when I think he starts to get frustrated, really starts to yep. load up, and that plays right into the hands of Lomachenko. And I think that'll also be the case of monitoring the frustration from the corner of Lopez. Um, it's a front-running style. It's a front-running corner. It's a front-running mentality. And what happens when you need plan B? They've never really been in that spot because they've always had it on their terms. And in horse racing parlance, I think you can put a line through the Nakatani fight Mm -hmm. from July of the year before and just say, let's throw that one out. That was an altered training camp, a weird night. We had the ring tragedy and we just had a lot of things that, that don't show you the fullest form of him. But when you take into consideration the majority of his fights, it, it tends to be on his terms, which I actually think is the key to this fight. Which fighter will have the fight on their terms? Do you have a mix of Lopez taking some qualities of what Salido was able to do to Lomachenko? Um, Do you have Lomachenko doing, you know, what a lot of the experts have described as non-punching activity activeness of he makes you work the full three minutes of a round, whether he's throwing punches or not, right. because of the footwork, the angles, everything. You have to be so aware at all times. And it's mentally tiring to fight Lomachenko, whether you're getting hit or not. Um, there are so many layers to this fight. I find this fight to be among the most fascinating fights that we've ever had a prepare to call. I didn't feel that way on February 22nd, the week of Fury Wilder, I thought it was an extremely easy fight to read. I thought you knew exactly what was going to take place, especially knowing the added weight that Fury put on. This mega event, I I think you have to uncover a lot. I think there's a lot here. And one of the things I think is going to be critical is have we been too simple in our analysis of this fight as sublime skill and experience versus brash, young, bold power. 
Are there far many more layers that we're not taking into account? And is one of those Lopez's boxing IQ and Lopez's skill set? That's something he brought up last night or at the press conference was, you know, I, I can box. You know, I'm, I'm smart. I'm not just a, a, a knockout artist. But you brought up Wilder Fury. I mean, this is quite a run you're on. I know we had a, it's an abbreviated one. It's a lot of time in between these two right. fights. Are these the two biggest fights that you ever called, Joe? Oh, geez. I, I think they're probably the two biggest. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you, your father and your brother and I, we've been doing like 10,000 fights in the yeah. last two decades, right? Yeah. So you lose track of how many of how many fights we've all done. Um, I would probably say, you know, this year we've been blessed to have two of the biggest events mm -hmm. that I've ever been a part of. Um, I also think that they are extremely mainstream. I think Wilder Fury, I think it's been a long time since boxing had as big of a mainstream events as Wilder Fury, where two networks were involved, where the level of promotion was Super Bowl commercials and all that. Um, and then I think the piracy numbers proved that true, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this, uh, this event feels like maybe it's the best actual fight. And I think that's been one of the problems in the sport lately, is that the biggest events going back some years haven't actually been the best fights that we can make. Pacquiao Mayweather was far over marinated mm -hmm. BS exhibitions of, you know, of Mayweather and McGregor and stuff like that. I mean, that's, that's just carnival cash grabs. This to me feels like the best actual fight at the best time that the sport has had in recent years. All right, Joe, you're walking down the MGM before we say goodbye. You're walking through the lobby and you bump into someone and they say, wait, you're Joe Tester. Why should I watch this fight on Saturday night? Stage is yours. I think it's really simple. Best versus the best at the best time. It's it's a fight that serves the fan incredibly well, and it's a fight that you will not at all regret giving of your time. Joe Tessitore, you're the man. We appreciate you coming here on uh, Inside Boxing Live. We call the action Saturday night, ringside. Biggest fight of the year, in my opinion. Vasily Lomachenko, Tiafimo Lopez. Appreciate the time, Joe. Always great to visit with you. Have a great rest of your day. Special thanks to Joe Tessitore for joining us here on Inside Boxing Live. Going to be a great one on Saturday night. Didn't even get a chance to talk about the two other fights that are on the card that are kind of somehow going under the radar here. Edgar Belanga, heavy hitting 168er out of Brooklyn, New York, going for the 15th straight first round knockout. Eight of his knockouts have occurred in under 90 seconds. I'm looking for him to see the second round. I've interviewed him before. Uh, he doesn't look at it as any type of thing that, that's holding him back or he doesn't look at it as, as something that's, you know, kind of uh, a bearing on him. He sees it as a great way to, to be promoted. And the dude has a ton of charisma. So that's a, a fight. I think the top rank did a good job putting him on the regular ESPN as well. A fight at 140 pounds that's happening this weekend. Alex Sosedo up against Barboza. Very good fight uh, at 140 pounds. 140 pound division is awesome we just saw two weeks ago with uh the fight of the year of cepeda and branchard so that should be interesting some news and notes before we go out the door looks like tyson fury and deontay wilder fight will not be happening after all in december the fight got moved maybe four or five times uh before it seems like i just pulled the plug on it and now tyson fury will be fighting on december 5th which is quickly becoming one of the busiest days in boxing we got spence garcia on that date that's gonna happen over at cowboy stadium as we reported a few weeks ago they are doing that over at Cowboy Sam December 5th. You got Sergio Martinez also fighting on December 5th. Also, Brian Garcia and Luke Campbell. But all eyes will be on Las Vegas this weekend. 
Teofimo Lopez, Vasily Lomachenko, boxing putting its best foot forward. We drastically need this type of a fight to happen in boxing. It's on regular ESPN. Tell your friends to watch. I think the ratings will be through the roof. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in once again. We'll be back next week with another edition of Inside Boxing Live. Oh,